Welcome to Ditch the Binge, the podcast where I help you stop binge eating and build a banging body image without having to obsessively track all your meals, be haunted by the scale, or waste another year of your life being controlled by how you look. If you are finally ready to end the war with food and body and grab life by the balls, you are in the right place. Welcome back. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to give you a little update on my NYC trip and then to get into this week's episode on just being exhausted and bloated and blah, which I think we can all relate to. We've all been there. And actually, my trip to New York City and and all of the things that we did there really led into why I decided to do this topic this week. But let me tell you first about New York City. It was fantastic. It was my very first time there. And if you follow me on Instagram, you saw a ton of my stories, all the behind the scenes stuff, the food, the the places I went, the photo shoot, the VIP day. I mean, it was just, it was so much fun. And the first day we got there, it was I don't know, I think mid-60s. I mean, come on. It was perfect. And we walked so much. A girlfriend messaged me on Instagram and she said, oh yeah, that's a 10 mile a day city. And that was about right. That was about right for every day we were there. I couldn't believe it, but we just walked everywhere and the weather overall was really quite good and it was just busy and bustling and we hit a couple really good food spots and I just I thoroughly enjoyed it. And as I was planning this trip, I noticed a lot of friends that I've never actually met in real life, you know those kinds of friends, live in or around New York City. So I definitely want to go back and spend some more time there, eat some more food there, and get to hang out with some super cool people that I follow online. But overall, my first experience in New York City was incredible. Absolutely loved it. But... <laughs> On that note, it was exhausting. Every day I woke up, I kind of felt like I had been hit by a truck because I was walking 10 or so miles a day, or I was in a photo shoot for eight or nine hours. And then, you know, Hillary and I went out to dinner, which was fantastic, but it was just a ton of go, go, go. There wasn't a lot of downtime. There wasn't a lot of rest time. I mean, it was, and when you're in a new city, you don't know anything. It's just like starting a new job, right? It's exhausting. You're like, ah, what, do I go left or do we go right? Is it up this way or is it that way? Where is this? Where is that? You just don't know anything. So your brain is on hyperdrive. So <clears throat> we, you know, we were there, we were in New York, we came back on Sunday and Today, as I'm recording this podcast, it is now Friday, and I kind of feel like I'm coming back to life a little bit. And so this has been, you know, I finished all my business slash work stuff, and Saturday and part of Sunday were just for fun in New York City. So I've, you know, it's been like a week, (laughs) six days that I've had to just kind of do my own thing. And for sure, five days that I've been back and just hanging out and back into the swing of things. And I have been exhausted. I have been exhausted 
and I have been bloated and I have been blah. And if you have ever been on a vacation, if you have ever done any traveling, or if you've just like ever been a woman living her life, you've probably experienced these feelings. Now, my New York City trip is a good example for one reason, because this exhaustion and just taking a week or two to get back into your normal routines and eating schedules and workout stuff and all of that is pretty common after a trip. And and it doesn't have to be like a Caribbean three-week getaway. It can be three or four days with family, you know, one state over or something like that. But when you come back from a trip or a vacation or a getaway, Yes, they're fun. Yes, they're amazing. I mean, my my trip was awesome. And if you've ever vacationed or again had a getaway, you probably had a great time. But there's often that kind of holiday hangover that comes with traveling, that comes with eating different foods and being on different work schedules or being in different beds or being in different homes. And that's why this example was was perfect for this, but a way that I can see you maybe using this against you is if you're exhausted right now, you're feeling bloated and blah, and you're thinking, Renee, yeah, fine, you did something that allowed you to kind of justify why you're so tired. You were traveling, you were eating different food, you were doing all of that, but I haven't done anything I haven't been traveling. I've just been living my normal life. And this is why I'm specifying this, because it doesn't just happen with travel. Often, very often, I would say most of the time it does. But it also happens when we're just living our normal life. You see, we have this expectation of ourselves, whether we're coming back from a three-day getaway or a three-week trip to the Bahamas or just trying to survive another work week, (laughs) there's this expectation that it should be good, easy, enjoyable, effortless. We should be in a great mood. We should have high energy all of the time. And I know I for sure lived this way. And anytime I dipped down, so I'm kind of envisioning like this, this line in the middle. And I always wanted to be like a, significantly above this line. But anytime I dipped closer to that line or heaven forbid below that line, I thought something was wrong. I felt like my world was crumbling. Everything was ending. I would never get it back together. I would never get energy again. I would never eat vegetables again. I would lose all my progress from the gym. It would be extremely dramatic. And what I did is I would use food to try and increase me back up to that line or above. Food was the emotional regulator in my life. I would even eat when I was too high, too excited. There was too much going too good. So I had basically 
narrowed it down to this very thin line in my life where I could exist. Anything outside of that, I felt like I would need food to regulate my nervous system to bring me back to safety, to bring me back to that comfortable baseline. And when you have that, I mean, you're going to be exhausted because life doesn't work that way. But we aren't taught this. You aren't taught in school, like, thanks a lot for trigonometry or whatever, but we're not actually taught how to deal with days where we feel tired, bloated, and blah. We're not taught that not feeling like a 10 out of 10 all of the time is in fact a very normal and healthy part of life. We are never given the skill set to navigate these situations. We just think we should be flying high all of the time. And with social media, you get on there for five seconds on a day, you feel like shit, you're squirreling around, you see Sally went to the gym and she's doing Whole30 again for the 19th time. So-and-so just bought some new Lululemon leggings and is going some tropical place this weekend. And all the while, you're sitting in your unwashed PJs and you're eating chips and it's 10.30 in the morning. (laughs) And you're thinking, what is wrong with me? All these people are so much better than me. They're They're doing so much more. I should have been doing it. No. Stop it right there. There is nothing wrong with not feeling like a 10 out of 10. The problem is that you are not equipped to deal with the days and the weeks and even the months that we don't feel like a 10 out of 10. And yes, it can be weeks and even months, but nobody really talks about that, right? Nobody talks about feeling lethargic and exhausted for weeks on end. We're, we're you know, posting the highlight reel and, and that's what you see. But in reality, if we take your entire year, the course of your entire life, there are going to be weeks and months where you just don't feel like it, where you don't want to do a certain type of workout, when you get out of the mood to do a certain thing that you've done for so long, when you just need a break. But when those moments happen, what I see happen is we get very dramatic. We think it's the, it's the end, right? You come back from vacation, you haven't got back into your workout routine, or you got sick and you've been exhausted and you think... This is it. This is uh, this is it. I'm never getting back to how I used to be. I'm just I live here forever now. <laughs> Very dramatic. When you're in it, you're in it. And this is a skill that I I work with all of my clients on is getting better at navigating discomfort. Getting better at managing your mind on the days where you don't feel amazing so you don't have to blow up your entire life, so you don't have to binge on all the food because you feel blah and bloated, so that you can give yourself permission to take a nap, 
so that you can give yourself permission to maybe not do 19 things that day, but maybe just two. Finding that balance instead of swinging between I'm either crushing it and doing it all perfectly or I'm an absolute mess and everybody hates me and I should just go die now because this is the end. Notice how dramatic your brain gets, your emotions become on the days that you don't feel your best. For example, coming back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't worked out in forever. Give me a, like, I call myself on this shit at this point, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, Renee, get over yourself. It's been like four or five days. Like, that is not forever. But notice the extremes your brain will take you to on these days where you don't feel great. It may only have been a couple of hours, but if you're a drama queen like me, suddenly it feels like it's been years. And when you get over dramatic like that, when you get panicked, when you get worried that you're just going to live in this land forever now, part of you is doing that because you think applying more pressure You think acknowledging that this is unacceptable and that you should get back to working out, you should get back to crushing it, you should get back to doing all of the high-intensity things that you normally do, you think applying more of that pressure is going to motivate you to go do the things. But what it really does is that pressure does just that. It puts so much pressure on you that getting started feels debilitating. But even if you do get started, because you've applied so much pressure, all of the action that you're going to be taking is going to be coming from a place of fear, just absolute fear. I cannot tell you how many years I worked out or I got my ass in the gym because I was terrified if I stopped going for a few days, that would be it. I would never go back. I mean, I'm talking 10 plus years. I I genuinely had this terror that if I don't keep this up, I'm going to lose it. First of all, you don't lose it. (laughs) It's not lost, okay? This is a thought that I had to lean into a lot in the beginning of my own work with food and body, which was, I can always get back in shape. Does it suck? Yeah, it absolutely does. (laughs) Like Getting back in shape isn't fun, and it's 100% doable. How do we know? I don't know about you, but you've probably done this more than once, right? You probably had periods of your life where you just weren't as fit. You got sick. You were moving. Life happened, and you just didn't get to do it. And guess what? It's not like you just laid there and died. You didn't just decide to to sleep on the couch forever and that you belonged there. (laughs) You got up and you did stuff. You always get back to it. You don't need to apply the pressure. You don't need to apply the panic. The pressure and the panic is actually going to exhaust you more. 
Instead of taking that time to rest after a vacation, or instead of taking that week where your brain has just been going wild and you just need a few days off, instead of actually taking it off, you obsess about what you should be doing. So yes, you may be taking time off. You may be recuperating from being sick. You may be just deciding that on a Saturday, you're not going to do any work. But if the whole time you're thinking about how you should be working or what you're not getting done or how you're not good enough or how you're falling further behind or how you're never going to get back on track, guess what? You're still burning the energy. You're not actually resting. You're not doing what you need the very most. So how do you make this transition from panicking and being in this kind of land of extreme between, oh my God, I'm never going to get back to it, to I'm crushing it, I'm the best ever? <laughs> What's, what do you do? How do you, how do you make this transition? Well, I have three suggestions, three tips for you to work with around these issues. And the first one is just acknowledging and accepting where you're at. Acknowledging and accepting that it's just not your time to shine right now. Because when you don't and you just keep resisting and pushing and trying to strong arm your way through it, you know, as I mentioned earlier, this is exactly what's going to double down on the energy is is it's just going to wear you out faster and it it doesn't work, right? Like trying to just push yourself and beat yourself up more, it just doesn't work. So the first thing is just calling it out, like just acknowledging the fact that, you know what, it's not my day or yep, I am way more tired than normal. And this sounds really simple, but truly when you begin to acknowledge it and accept it, so much of that power that it's been having over you is released. I mean, it's like trying to give a little kid that doesn't want to be hugged a hug and they're just like squirming, 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 squirming all over the place. When you just let go, it's just okay, just be chill. Let's all just be chill. And so when you tr- when you stop strong arming in it, when you stop trying to force down your exhaustion or your just blah energy, you just get to exist with it. You don't have to fight with it. The second thing is going through this, not resisting it, not fighting it, because that allows you to create more trust with yourself. When you go through these days or weeks or months and you're exhausted and you're pushing and you're fighting, you're trying to get yourself in gear faster than you're ready to because you're afraid that you're not going to jump back. You're not going to bounce back to the way that you used to. But when you first bring in that acceptance, you get to then develop this level of self-trust of okay, yeah, this might not be convenient. This might be annoying. I wish I had a little bit more energy and felt a little bit better in my body right now, but I know that it's okay. I know that nothing has actually gone wrong. This is just part of being alive. This is what I mean when I say having your own back. When I came back from New York 
and I didn't want to work out, didn't want to do anything, didn't anything. Like I was just dragging. I was sleeping a ton. I, you know, past, past Renee would have been panicked. Like, oh my gosh, I've been back for three or four days and I haven't gone to the gym and I haven't done this and I haven't done that. What's wrong with me? And, you know, to be completely honest, there was still low key, a little bit of that chatter going on in my brain where it was just like, okay, I mean, it's been a while. We should probably go. But I wasn't panicked. And not once did I have the thought, well, this is, I just, I'm going to die here now. This is it. I've done. It was a good run. I was productive for a while. I lasted this many years, but it's over now. Because I have created enough trust with myself. I have done this enough. I know myself enough to know that's not true. I'm just experiencing exhaustion. I'm just giving myself some time to rest. Because for so long, and I'm sure many of you can relate to this, you were given a round of applause for how much you were willing to push yourself. Wow, you just, you never rest. You never take a day off. You're so determined. You're so relentless. You're so hardworking. And it's just like, do you really want to keep doing that? Or do you want to learn how to give yourself the permission, the time, and the space to take days weeks, and months when necessary off. Learning to relax mentally and physically is a skill. When I used to relax, I used to think I was going to rip my eyeballs out. In fact, I couldn't. I couldn't relax unless I was eating. And let me tell you what, when you're trying to relax and you're binge eating, that is the opposite of relaxing. That is extremely exhausting. I had to create that safety within myself that it is actually okay to rest. Which brings me to my third and final point, and that is to create a new relationship with rest. What do you make being tired mean? When you have these days when you're just dragging a little bit and you just don't feel like yourself, do you judge yourself? Are you in a hurry to get out of it? What is your relationship to rest? For the majority of the women that I work with, this is a very uncomfortable feeling. This is a this is uncharted territory because anytime these emotions come up, what they do is they eat to push past it. They're like, oh no, I'm not, nope. Don't have time for that. Give me some, we're hitting the vending machine, that three o'clock lull. Nope, we're not resting. Hell no, we got things to do. We're going to keep going. In fact, we're going to add three more things to the list just because we can. Sound familiar? That kind of push, 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 hustle, 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 grind it out, get it done no matter what, which you've likely done. But it's it's getting to this point where you you don't want to do that anymore. It's just not worth it. Because you aren't terrified of taking rest. Instead of making feeling tired mean it's the end of the world and you're dying there, it's like, oh yeah, this is what I do to feel better. This is what I do for a quick little recharge. Most days, I will lie down 
if not take a full on nap and I'm, I'm, I'm an intense napper. I'm not really a power napper. I definitely have been known to take like two or three hour naps and I feel great about that. But yesterday, for example, it was about 2.15 and I just kind of hit my wall. I noticed I really wasn't working. I noticed I was just kind of scrolling and I was like, maybe should I, should I eat? Should I do this? Should I do that? And I was like, you know what? I think I'm just really tired. I think I just need to go lie down for a little bit. And I did. I went upstairs and I lied down for about 45 minutes. And around three o'clock, I got back up and I felt like a completely different person because I gave myself that time to relax because I knew at 2.15 when I started feeling tired that, it, you know, I was, nothing bad was happening. I have created a new relationship to tired, but also to resting. So again, I want to ask you, what do you make feeling tired mean? What do you make the days when you're exhausted and bloated and blah mean about you, yourself, your body, your future? Do you panic? Do you seize? Do you freeze? Do you try and push through because you're so uncomfortable with those emotions and you think, I'm never going to get out of this, so I have to just keep going? Or do you lean into it a little bit? Because when you learn to lean into it, when you learn to bend and be malleable with those quote unquote uncomfortable emotions, then you don't have to break then you don't have to literally break yourself in two to get over those emotions, to work through those patches of your life. You get to just kind of move with them instead of freak out and go in the complete opposite direction. You know, that is, that is something I see very frequently is that you have reactions in direct proportion to what you've been doing. So let me give you an example of this. If you've been able to quote unquote eat clean for like four or five days, but really you've just been restricting yourself and pushing yourself super hard in the gym, guess what? You're going to have a reaction to that. You're going to go in the opposite direction for the at least the same, if not longer, amount of time. You're going to be eating all the things. You're, you're going to just completely go off the hinges. Same thing if you've been going really hard. If you've been traveling and just go, 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 go. You're going to need some time to recuperate. And when you begin to accept that and embrace that, it's not like you're not that thing's bitch, right? Which is what it feels like when we are trying to resist, when we like grind our heels in and we're just like, this is, this is how it's going to be. I'm not going to give into this tiredness. I'm not going to rest. I'm going to keep getting everything on my to-do list done. Or you learn to take a step back and take a nap and do a little bit less and realize that you don't actually have to be going at a 10 out of 10 all of the time. And when you create that safety and trust within yourself, life gets so much more enjoyable. 
because those days, those weeks, they're going to happen forever because some days and weeks just aren't our days and weeks. And when we can begin to roll with them and allow them, we get to make it through those times with a little bit more dignity in ourselves. So if you've been going through a little bit of exhaustion lately, you've been feeling a little bloated and blah, hey, it's okay to chill out. It's okay to not pile on a bunch of things. It's okay to do the bare minimum right now. Completely acceptable and encouraged because you will be back to your quote unquote old self. You will get back to feeling energized and ready when you're ready. Applying more pressure and force doesn't get you there faster. All right, go take a nap and I will talk to you all next week. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and listening and taking time to let me into your little ear holes. It means the world to me. It would also mean the world to me if you would just take a hot little second and subscribe to the show and leave a review. This helps other people who have been where you're at or are currently where you're at find this podcast. And that is the greatest gift you could give to me. Thanks for hanging in there.